one by one. Two by two. Days go by and I'm still missing you. No, I'm supposed to be getting it together. But it's cold out here in all this bad weather. I don't mind thunder and lightning, but a love like ours surely more frightening. It seems like nothing. Oh, it's gonna get better. I keep standing out here in all this. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Today we have our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. What do you mean today we have our host, Tom Dupree? We always have Tom Dupree. Is that, are you saying that's all we have today? That's it. So you're not going to add anything to it? You're just going to push buttons? And joining Tom today is Elizabeth Dupree. Exactly. Good but I'm Lord. always you, joining you, you as ne- well. You never, you never tout yourself. You've got to start promoting yourself <laughs> more. So this is a guy named Steve Postel, whom I have heard about for years. But he's like one of these session men that plays on other people's albums. And some of the other people that he has played on albums are folks like David Crosby, uh, Ian Matthews, Tony Furtado, Jennifer Warnes, John Oates, Kenny Loggins, James Taylor, uh, Jackson Brown. He's been with them on Michael McDonald, and he he put this band together called the Immediate Family, and that is a band that I've heard of from my friend. Um. Jim Salstrom. And this is a guy that's hung around the music business for probably 50-something years. Also like a guy who you can listen to his stories on YouTube named Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D, Sklar, S-K-L-A-R. And he talks about all these folks, and it's just fantastic. Okay, this is going to be kind of an open dialogue with myself here. And I'm going to talk about my history in the um, investment business. Uh, In relation to things that are in the news right now, namely the impending uh, debt limit uh, breaching or non-breaching, and 
that involves the federal government and their ability to go farther into debt. Now, the debt limit, the federal debt limit, is a, is a completely artificially, um, it's, it isn't a real deal. I mean, it's the history of it, the debt ceiling, uh, which in aggregate is applied to nearly all federal debt, was substantially established by the Public Debt Acts passed in 1939 and 1941 and subsequently amended. This is when it began to be obvious that a government that could print money and issue bonds also, you know, could get out of control, which it has. And the debt ceiling has been raised dozens and dozens of times in history, and it will get raised again because the politicians cannot afford, neither side of the fence can afford for the government not to function. So what you have to understand if you're being frightened by this kind of thing, uh, don't be frightened. Depending upon who is doing the research, this according to uh, um, Wikipedia, the debt ceiling has been raised at least 90-0 times. I said dozens, and it was numerous dozens. 90 times in the 20th century alone. The debt ceiling was raised 74 times from March 1962 to May 2011, 18 times under Ronald Reagan, the supposed fiscal conservative, eight times under Bill Clinton, and seven times under George W. Bush. And there have been debt ceiling crises in 1995, 2011, 2013, 2021, and 2023. So if you're worried about this, just be assured that it is designed to make you worried because the politicians have no relevance if they don't have you concerned about something so this is this is part of their plan is to get you worried and worried that you're not going to get your social security check now they will fix it but the thing the big picture thing you got to understand is government is definitely out of control And I'm going to give you a little history of my, this is personal industry history to Tom Dupree based upon, you know, I will have been in the business, in the investment business, 45 years in 
September. And I've been through a lot of financial history. Quite a bit. So I want to talk a little bit about my history in the business. And I'm going to do it based on interest rates and the Dow Jones. Because after all, that's a sign of what's been going on. When I started in the business in 1978, interest rates were about to go as high as they've ever been really in the history of mankind. And that's not an exaggeration. Long-term interest rate on treasury bonds was, I don't know, probably somewhere around 7%. Within three years, they got as high as 13 or 14%. Some short-term treasury rates got up to 17%, and the prime rate got as high as 21 so, consequently, as a result of that, the economy was completely shut down. But that was a different time and a different place. The raising of those rates was done by a guy named Paul Volcker. At the time, nobody had ever seen anything like that. And he did something on the market that the market had never seen. Paul Volcker was an innovator. He was willing to go out and take a risk. Today, the interest rate increases that we're seeing are being done by a guy who is definitely not an innovator. He's a follower. I don't think the head of the Federal Reserve these days is much. I don't think he has many original thoughts. And he's basically trying to channel Paul Volcker, but under a different kind of administration. In the 80s, you had Volcker going up against inflation and you had a Republican administration that at least seemed to be on the same side. What you have today, and this is what makes it a little bit tricky, you've got a guy who's imitating Paul Volcker 40 years later, but he's got, a free-spending administration to deal with who wants to go out and spend every dollar they can, including dollars they don't have. So, in other words, they are not, at least in terms of their uh, behavior, in cooperation with the Fed. There is... No cooperation because the guy who's in charge of the government, that is Joe Biden, really doesn't know where he is.
it, it so seems. I mean, if you listen to some of the recent speeches that he's made, it's pretty obvious the guy is not on the same clock you and I are. So that's the complicating factor. There are very few adults anymore in Washington, D.C. You don't have people there that are there in a sense because they it's not they're not there because they want to be they're there because they feel like they need to be the people that are in washington dc right now are there because they want to be because it's a good deal to be in politics it's a good deal financially they're there because they are running the business of the government that is part of the problem and Today, we have many, many times over the amount of government debt that you had back in the early 80s. That's another problem. Part of the unintended consequences that wasn't thought through, because Jay Powell probably doesn't have the capacity to think it through. I I don't know how really smart this guy is. He could be brilliant, but in the things that I've heard him say publicly, he doesn't sound like he's putting it all together. What he's done in increasing interest rates as as, as many times as he has is he's making it far more expensive for the government, which is essentially his employer, to borrow money. He's making it harder for people to get mortgages. He's depressing the price of his own portfolio at the Federal Reserve because they own bonds long-term bonds in some cases, mortgage backs. And that and those have been depressed in price as interest rates have gone up. Now, so you've got a much less competent crew calling the shots today than you had 40 years ago. Really a lot of it not even in the same ballpark. And on the Democrat side, it's been taken over not by people that are maybe socially liberal but fiscally responsible. They are socially liberal and fiscally liberal, which means you don't want them near your pocketbook. Now, Kevin McCarthy is finally beginning to show some resolve. He is acting like he's the adult in the room. And he has an idea of what needs to be done. But he had to be given marching orders when he got elected Speaker of the House. Because if you recall, it took several votes. And a very small amount 
of people, namely the Freedom Caucus, which our congressman derided because of this, they have had something to do with calling the shots on this. And you can thank the Thomas Massey types, the Matt uh, Rosenwald from Montana, Rosen something, I can't think of his last name. And these people, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, they forced the hand of Kevin McCarthy in terms of being fiscally responsible. He, on the other hand, has said to Joe Biden, I have a divided house. If you give me a deal I can't get past my caucus, we're dead in the water. Rosendale, Matt Rosendale. So McCarthy doesn't have a lot of room to bargain. And the scary part of it is that Biden may think that he'll score political points if there's a default. The Republicans may think they'll score political points if there's a default. Those are the things that are scaring people in the market. Regardless, somebody will back down. A deal will get done. The debt ceiling will be extended. And we won't have this problem to deal with for maybe another few years. They'll get it fixed. My hope is that the Republicans are able to extract some reforms. But don't be fooled. The Republicans are just as big a spenders as the Democrats are. They just like to spend it on different stuff. But they like to spend it. This, there's equal culpability to go around when it comes to big spending in Washington. If this worries you, call us, 859-233-0400. You know, we've talked to a lot of people that are retirement investors through these kinds of things, and this is what we do. You're not not under any obligation. You don't have to say, oh, you know, I got to open an account with them if I call them. No, you don't. You can ask us, what do you think on this? I'm trying to give you my thoughts on it today. You got a lot more things to worry about than this. This is the debt ceiling is an artificially imposed uh, limit, and it has been breached 90 times. The chance that on number 91, they're going to finally say, well, guys, this is it. We ain't doing it anymore. That chance is very low. And this problem in another two or three weeks will be a distant memory. And so the distant memory, what do you think the aftermath will be after the problem is a distant memory? 
just back to business as usual, fighting inflation. Fed may try to raise rates again. I don't know. It's whatever. You know, we're in a tough market right now. Growth is having a tough time. Interest rates been going up a little bit on the 10-year bond. That's presenting a bit of a problem for fixed income securities, but I think it's creating a buying opportunity, a little more of one than I thought we were going to see. If you're brave enough and you want to lock in some longer-term yields, this is a very good time to look at it. Well, and as we've always said, too, that sometimes when there is a volatile market, it brings opportunities to invest in good companies, which, as Tom says, the stock market goes up and down, but good companies endure. Call us if you'd like to hear more, 859-233-0400. We will be back in just a few minutes with more of the Tom Dupree Show with Tom Talks. Stay tuned. Tide will pull and the rain will fall. Ain't always dry up against this wall. She broke my heart. Oh, I know I let her. was forever I remember snow videos Cold September's the distances we covered The fist fights on the beach The busies round us up Do it all again next week In embryonic love The first time that it's sky. Embarrass yourself for someone Crying like a child And the boy you kicked Tom's head in Still bugs me now That's the thing, it lingers And cause you when you die
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show with our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. That is Sam Fender. He's from the north of England. He's like 28, 29 years old, and he's from a place called uh, Northgate or something like that. It's in it's, uh, on the Tyne River, T-Y-N-E. And he speaks Geordie, which is almost indistinguishable from normal English. It's worse than the Beatles used to sound when they were from Liverpool. It's very hard to understand. But he's a good musician. So... We've been talking. Go ahead. I just said it gets so quiet. Well, that that song was on the louder side. It gets so quiet when you pot it down. That's the whole point, isn't it? It is, so we can hear you. Yeah. It's a good thing it does get quiet. We'd be in trouble. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Now, let's talk about financial planning. Okay. This is something that some people do kind of in a seat of the pants way. They feel like if they write something down or put it in paper, they're going to be committed to it and now they they they're hamstrung with it. That is not what it needs to be. It's a way of putting a wrapper to some degree around your finances. And I want to tell you, there are thousands and thousands of people who are mortified, scared to death of financial planning, and then on top of that, they're embarrassed that they don't do a better job at it than than they think they should do. And the problem is they don't talk to anybody about it, so the feeling of failure bounces around in their head, and then they get to where they just don't want to look at it. And some of those people in a down market, they won't open their statements. Some people are overly worried about all this stuff. Some people don't worry about it enough. The ones that don't worry about it enough actually worry about it, but they push it away and pretend like it's not going to bother them. It's, it's like somebody who has a learning disability. And believe me, Many people surrounding finances have what amounts to a learning disability. They don't do well with it, and they don't know how to take the constructive steps to, to get help. It's a common, common problem. And we encounter it 
all the time. Let me tell you something. Guys like me, financial experts, we're not exempt from that. We can have the same problem. We're no different than you. We're not brilliant in a way that makes us superhuman or whatever. We're not, people say, oh, you're an expert. You should know what the market's doing. No, I'm a human being who has spent a large part of his life, about two-thirds of his life, a little more than two-thirds of his life, in the business of investing. And as such, I've been around it for a long time, which I just told you. I'm familiar with the terms. I'm familiar with a lot of the things that are hot buttons for people. I happen to believe that a lot of people really don't have enough money to retire on. But it's not because they don't make enough money. It's because of poor planning. And it's poor planning not because you're bad at it, but probably because you're afraid of it. Now, if you're in that category, you should call us because we can talk about fears. Because like I said a minute ago, we have them too because we're human. We don't have all the answers. We definitely don't have the answers for you but we can help you find out what those answers are. And the process really works because I've been around long enough in this business to see that it has worked and it's actually made some people's lives a whole lot better. Right? I like it. That's my cue. Well, one of the things I've been, um, here for well I've, we've been married a long time but i have actually been in the office to have a first-hand view of people coming and going and the different levels of um, financial literacy one of the things that dupree financial group does so well and at one point we had a tagline that was educate god and empower we educate you and guide you through the process, and through that guidance, you get empowerment because you you gain a new sense of um, control over your finances, your portfolio, your just the literacy of what's going on in your financial life. And I think that I can speak for you, Tom, to say that that is probably one of the most rewarding parts of having this business is it it can be life-changing for some people and it's not that they don't like you say it's not that they don't have the money it's just tightening things up and getting a plan that's tailored to their situation sometimes it isn't even tightening things up it's just getting a plan knowing 
where you're going. Well, knowledge is freedom. Right? Tight, tightening up sounds like quit spending. That's not really. No, it's a lot just of these it's people, refining a plan. They got where they are by being smart with spending to begin with. They wouldn't have something set aside if they weren't good at saving and investing. That's typically not the problem. The problem usually is they've been living on a salary or whatever they make, and now they're looking at changing, and they don't know how to do that. They don't know how to convert what they've saved and put aside into something that produces income. Well, and that's another thing that that I have been around um, people that have come in is their portfolio is not necessarily allocated the correct way for the, the time in life where they are, where they need to start taking a little bit of um, money out. Um, and Well, the problem that they're dealing with a lot of times... Their, their money's not making them money. That's right. Well, it's in a growth... Or dividends, I should say. Yeah. It's in growth investments, which don't really pay much in the way of dividends. Well, so. because then they have to liquidate stock in their portfolio, possibly in a market that's a little volatile as opposed to, to having a stream of income from dividends. You got it. And that's it. That's the thing. And sometimes you can begin to set this thing up and make it work in a way that's powerful and effective and comforting. It's always better to have a plan. Now, what we're doing is we do financial planning. We have a guy who's a CFP. He's passed all the uh, certification. And he's good at it. And we and also those, have a, a certified financial. What it, What is that called, Tom? I always say chartered it. Chartered. Why do I do that? Chartered financial but, advisor. Yeah. Analyst. Analyst. Anyway. That's what they are. Their initials at the end of the name. Yeah, CFA. <laughs> the point is we have people that are qualified. That designation applies to analyzing stocks, which is a different thing because what we do is structure not only a financial plan but a portfolio. And the big thing that I want you to think about is don't be in fear. Don't sit around and worry that you're not smart enough, that you're a screw-up, that somehow you don't, that you've got a learning disability. Maybe you do have a learning disability when it comes to financial stuff, but it is a learning disability that can and will be overcome if you have the incentive and the desire to do it. And that's one of the things that we're able to help you with is getting over this fear about your money. And, you know, you're familiar with family members who were just obsessed over money. I am too. Money sometimes is a substitute for love, really. And 
people have to have a, a healthy attitude towards it, and many don't. Many do not have a healthy attitude towards money. They use it for power. They use it as if it were their own to, you know, exercise control over things and people. I happen not to look at it that way. I look at it as if it belongs to God and I'm simply a steward and that he's going to give us, we are stewards, Elizabeth and I both. We're here to try to do God's will concerning money that's been entrusted to us, other people's money that we're supposed to be managing. We're trying to do a good job, not because we're greedy so much and everybody can be subject to being greedy. It's a human thing, but we try to subordinate that to our desire to please God and to do his will concerning money. And this is not easy. It's a day-to-day thing. Sometimes you're wrong when you thought you were going to be right. Sometimes you're right when you thought you were going to be wrong. But you keep doing it, pay attention to it, and keep communicating with people regarding their money. Well, and the the thing that that Mike and the team always talk about is the importance of having a long-term plan. And the great thing about the team at Dupree Financial Group is we have a lot of checks and balances so that if one person is feeling uncertain about something, they talk to another team member and we have investment meetings to hash and make sure that everybody isn't feeling uncomfortable with something. Well, the point is you're, you're, you're doing, I mean, (laughs) you know, we're trying to do something that's constructive and help people feel like they're getting a handle on things. There's enough things in life that you don't have a handle on and that you can't control. You can't control what's going on in politics. You can't control what's going on in the world today. There's things in the newspaper that you read and see. You can't do anything about it. And it probably drives most of you crazy, whether you're Republicans or Democrats or somewhere in the middle. Doesn't matter. You might be liberal. You might be conservative. You're seeing stuff every day that drives you nuts. And then if your money seems like it's out of control also, that makes it even worse. So what we try to bring to the picture is a way to resolve some of those fears and to do some things surrounding your account that would be helpful to you in getting a handle on things. How does that sound? You got another two and a half minutes. You better keep yeah, saying no, this good. now it's you. I'm I, I've I've said all I can say. I don't I'm like my pitch count, I'm up against my pitch count. Oh my lord. All right. Well do do an ad for us. People well, that's what we've got to do after we finish recording this is we've got to do some well, new yeah, ads. We will. But talk about coming in to see us. 
Well, we offer a complimentary portfolio review. And when we go through that process with people that come in, of course, there's no obligation. Uh, They take a look at your portfolio and how you're allocated. Find out about your life, uh, what kind of balance sheets you have. Um, and then after that first meeting, when you come to the first meeting, you bring your all your account statements. Uh, they go through the interview process with you to find out. And then if you choose, you can come back again and see how and you will Dupree choose. Financial Group would allocate your your portfolio. And again, there's not any obligation, but it's always helpful to have another set of eyes on what you've got going that's on. The, that's the main thing to right there. To give you extra, extra thought and eyes to look at it. A perspective. And I've heard Tom tell people you are, you're exactly where you need to be and you do not need us. And <laughs> I always wonder why he does it, but that's, that's what he does. Cause if he thinks you're in the right spot, there's no need to, to, with it and that is what you're going to get when you come see us at Dupree Financial Group we're not going to tell you something that's not true we can't afford to well we're a fiduciary and by law we've got to do what's in the best interest of the customer so uh, if you'd like to come see us call us at 859-233-0400 uh, the website right now is in a little bit of a transition, but normally um, you can schedule an appointment right on our homepage. So um, we need some patience where that's concerned. All right, Tom, wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Not um. quite that fast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when when uh, when Tom flies solo. He gets talked out. We've done a lot of radio today, and we appreciate you You know, the, the bottom line is we want you to call us, come see us. I think we can be of help to you, even if all we do is talk to you about and keep you from being worried and distressed. It's, it's a tricky time. And if you, it's if a tricky you don't time. feel that way and you feel good about everything, you're good. So Well, it's definitely a tricky time, and... We'd love to hear from you. We appreciate you listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Tom Dupree flying solo, Elizabeth Dupree adding just a little bit. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Is always, always the joker Buried in their humor Amongst the white noise And boys, boys Not the room talking lies, lies Drenched in cheap drinking slime